Acts chapter 3, verse 17. There are things you can receive when you work hard. You can, you can uh, get promotions. You can uh, get an increased salary. Um, when you invest in relationships, you can get a, a dividend from that, right? You, you have a, a close fellowship and a person you could rely on. But in the things of God, when you repent, there are blessings that come to you that are better than anything else you could have in this life. Um, and those are the blessings that Christ gives us in relationship with him. Uh, and we need those blessings that he brings to us. I, you know, I'm convinced my life started when I came to Jesus Christ. Uh, he gave me a new joy. He made life filled with meaning and purpose, and uh, it was just amazing the difference he made in my life, and, and he has continued to walk faithfully with me. Uh, I've not always been faithful to him, but he's always been faithful to me, and I'm so grateful for the work he's done in my life. Well, this scripture that we're going to look at today, um, Paul has been confronting the people. He says, look, you've seen this great healing. You, you've seen what God has done at the beautiful gate. But he said, I want you to know something. You, you have put Christ to death. You put the one that God intends to be the author of life. You've put him to death. And you're guilty for it. But now he calls them to a repentance so that they can enter into the blessings. Because guess what? God doesn't just give the blessings to people who deserve it. By the way, none of us do. Uh, he gives blessings to sinners. He gives blessings to those who don't deserve it. Uh, through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, the title of my message is Receiving Blessing Through Repentance. We need to repent and put our trust in Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus Christ, can I tell you something? We're called to repent on a regular basis. And repentance, even though you don't, you don't have to get saved again, repentance enables Christ to fellowship with you and walk with you in the way that brings the blessing of abundant life. So we all need repentance, and we need to, to be good at repenting and, and to repent quickly so that we can walk in the fullness of what God has for us. So receiving blessings through repentance. Let's look at verse 17. <clears throat> And now, brothers and sisters, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your leaders did. In this way, God fulfilled what he had predicted through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Therefore, repent and turn back, so that your sins may be wiped out. That seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah." Heaven must receive him until the time of the restoration of all things, which God spoke about through his holy prophets from the beginning. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers and sisters. You must listen to everything he tells you. And everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. In addition, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those after him have foretold these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors. 
saying to Abraham, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through your offspring, your seed. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. So receiving blessings through repentance. Uh, What blessings are we receiving through repentance? Well, first of all, God blesses us with his erasing. Um, I remember getting those number two pencils when I, when I was in elementary school, uh, and we learned how to erase what we wrote that was wrong. Uh, if you've got a computer, you've got a delete key, same idea. Uh, if you have ever had to use whiteout, if you're old enough to know what that is, uh, we, we uh, have used whiteout, okay? Uh, but it, it covers over the mistake that you've made. Well, God has a divine eraser. Uh, and verse 19 tells us about it. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out. What's he talking about? Your sins may be wiped out. Well, first of all, Jesus at the cross took our sin upon himself. Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. Jesus took our guilt upon himself. Every wicked, vile sin that has ever been committed in the history of mankind and into the future was placed upon Jesus Christ, and he died for it, and he said, it is finished, it's paid in full. So that when you repent, and that is to choose to turn from your sin your own way to follow Christ, and you receive that gift of eternal life, God forgives your sin. Now, the book of Revelation tells us that at the judgment, there will be books that are open. And in these books that are opened, there is a record, I believe, of every sin. Now, I don't know if these are literal books. I I don't know how exactly all that works, if it's a symbol of how God keeps track. But whatever the case may be, there is a record of every sin by which men will be judged. But can I tell you something? The book of Colossians tells us that when you trust in Jesus Christ, he blots out the handwriting against you. He took it out of the middle. In other words, it was a barrier between me and God. But God, through Christ, took it out of the middle. He nailed it to his cross because guess what? You die for what is nailed to the cross It is the charge placed above, usually the criminal's head. In Christ's case, he was a perfectly innocent sacrifice. But above his head, even though Pilate wrote King of the Jews, what God saw on the cross was your sin and my sin, and Jesus died for it. So now it is blotted out of God's book. Can I tell you something? The devil, once you confess your sin... Uh, and repent of it, God doesn't bring it up. It's history. Um, He casts it into the sea of forgetfulness. He separates it as far as the east is from the west. I'll tell you who will bring it up, the devil. The devil will remind you of your sin. He will bring your sin to mind. Uh, But praise God, when the devil does that, I can say say to him, uh, well, you're right, I'm not worthy. But The Bible tells me that my Savior, Jesus Christ, is perfect and holy 
and without fault. And I'm clothed in his righteousness. Find fault with that if you can, devil. But I have been justified through Christ. And so uh, God has taken his divine eraser. Every person, every person without exception who puts their trust in Jesus Christ, repenting of their sin, uh, finds that God has erased all record of our sin. God knows what he needs to know to discipline you if you're a child of God. He will discipline us if we persist in the path of sin. But he has forever done away with the record of our sin so that judgment for the Christian becomes whether or not we receive rewards. Um, so what, what an amazing thing. Uh, so um, receiving blessing through repentance, the first blessing we receive is his erasing, his erasing. Secondly, we see his refreshing. Look at verse 20. He's just finished saying in verse 19, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Did you know there is a refreshment that comes from the presence of the Lord? Uh, I, I remember, I've mentioned this to, to you a number of times, but uh, when I was in the military, I could, I could remember every filthy thing imaginable was talked about during the day uh, when I served in the military, and I was just in the middle of all of that all day long. And uh, I would come home, and I would open the Word of God, and I'd begin to read the Word of God, and it was like God was taking, it's like Jesus was washing my feet. That's the only way I know how to describe it. And after it was over, I would be refreshed. And there was a sense of feeling clean. Listen, I found that in times of difficulty, when I am burdened, I can go to the Lord and find a time of refreshing. I find in times when, when I have strayed from God, I can come back to God and praise God. He receives us, and he restores our souls. Uh, the psalmist said that, and he says, that the Lord's my shepherd. He restores my soul. He lifts me up. How does he does that, do that? Through his word and through his presence when we repent. It's a wonderful thing. Sometimes churches have revivals. I've, I've, uh, I've seen some revivals break out uh, uh, when I was a kid, I, in some of the churches that uh, my dad was at, I saw revival break out. We had one, one church, these two men made up, and they had been upset at each other for decades. Uh, and, and this great sense of refreshing came to the church. And uh, we were excited, we were refreshed, we were revived because of repentance. Repentance brings refreshment. Now listen, uh, our country, I pray every day, and by the way, Thursday is our national day of prayer. Please be lifting up this country in prayer. Uh, I think there's a meeting at the courthouse steps if you want to participate in that. Uh, but how desperately we need to pray for our country. Our country has gone down a wicked path. Um, revival, I long to see revival come to our country. But if our country doesn't come to revival, can I tell you something? God still can revive this church. If this church doesn't come to revival, God can still revive you. As you repent and trust in Christ, whether that is initially for salvation, whether that is repenting after failing as a Christian, God can refresh 
and restore your soul with his presence when you repent. It's a wonderful thing. Um, Repentance is like lining ourselves up with God's blessing that he wants to give. Have you ever had a child that you wanted to give good things to, but you knew you couldn't trust them? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I think God still does that with us as adults, right? He says, well, I'd love to give you that, but Roger, you just can't handle it. (laughs) And so, you know, and so uh, repentance, what repentance does is it helps us line ourselves up with the blessing that God delights and longs to give us. It is such a, a blessing to us. So, uh, receiving blessings through repentance, uh, what do we receive? Well, God blesses us with his erasing. God blesses us with his refreshing. And thirdly, God blesses us with his Christ. I love this. Verse 20, and, in addition to the refreshing, and that he may send Jesus, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Now, he's going to send Jesus back to this earth one of these days. What a great day that's going to be. Uh, But can I tell you something? When you repent and put your trust in Jesus, God will send Jesus to live within you. You say, well, I thought he was at the right hand of the Father. He is. And in all of his splendor and glory, he's receiving the worship of the angels. But he's also God the Son. And as God the Son, he's omnipresent. And he can choose to take up residence in your heart and manifest his glory and his presence in you. And he does that when you repent. It's a wonderful thing. God himself comes to live within you. There's a hole in the heart of every man or woman until they find Christ. I really believe that. Jesus fills that emptiness within. So Jesus is the greatest blessing that we could ever have. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his son. In other words, you, you want to know how much God loves you? He loves you so much that the very best that he had to give, he gave for you. Listen, I want to tell you something. God's not holding back on you. God has given you his precious son. If you know Jesus Christ today, uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is resident in you. Uh, Paul talks about this. He said this is the power of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen, as you sense Christ's presence within, it helps you anticipate his presence to come. Jesus is coming back, and what a day that's going to be. Now we have the down payment, but then we'll have the full measure. Um, So receiving blessings through repentance, what blessings does he give? He blesses us with his erasing. He blesses us with his refreshing. He blesses us with his Christ. He blesses us with his direction. Look at verse 22. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. From among your brothers and sisters, you must listen to everything he tells you. So this prophet like Moses. Jesus was more than a mere prophet. But Jesus was the great prophet prophet anticipated by the Old Testament, Um, and he speaks into our lives. How does he do that? Through his word. It's one great way he speaks to our lives. Um, How precious it is to have the very communication of God himself. The scripture is God-breathed. 
It comes directly from Him. Through human agents uh, that uh, retain their personalities and their distinctive ways of communicating, but ultimately God superintends the process so that what they say is the very Word of Almighty God. And it's amazing to me how uh, times can change, culture can change, uh, Nations uh, are, are, are transformed and uh, one nation goes out of existence, another nation comes into existence. But can I tell you something? The Word of God is ever relevant. You don't have to make it relevant. Did you know that? Some people talk about making God's Word relevant. It is as relevant as anything you could ever read. It is, is as valuable as anything you could ever know. God directs us through his word. It's, an, it's a, a wonderful thing. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people that are confused in our day. They don't know what's right and wrong. Some of them don't even know the difference between a man and a woman. But I can tell you something. If you look in God's word, you will find clear knowledge about life that is unchanging. It doesn't change with the whims of culture. It doesn't change based on public opinion. It is forever true and solid and reliable it is God's word to us and what an amazing direction God gives through his word but he also guides us through his Holy Spirit you have you are not in the Christian life on your own isn't that a wonderful thing to know God has sent his Holy Spirit to be our comforter to be our helper and uh, he does exactly that and as we repent of our sin, uh, God sends the Holy Spirit to live within us. Uh, he also uh, directs us. Have you, have you ever thought, um, there are times in my life where I've known God speaking to me. Okay? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I think there are times that God, he just gives us his word and, hey, I've given you my word. I've shown you what my will is. In other words, you don't have to, uh, sometimes somebody says, well, you know, God's led me to divorce my spouse and, and uh, uh, go with this other person, you know. And, uh, and, and it's not God's will because this person is just wanting to move on to greener pastures. Um, listen, God's not going to tell you through his Holy Spirit to disobey God's word. Sometimes God just gives us his word. He tells us. Don't commit adultery. And he gives us that word. And uh, he expects us to take that and to follow that in our life. So sometimes the direction is that way. But the Holy Spirit will also direct us at times. And there have been times I've sensed that very clearly. There's other, been other times I've, I've struggled. But I've found that the closer that I walk with the Lord, the better I sense the Holy Spirit's leading. I've noticed that correspondence. Times where I drift away, I struggle more. When I come back, I, I sense his leadership more clearly in my life. I've just noticed that pattern. Guess what? The key is repentance. The key is repentance. Uh, many Christians don't know much about the leadership of the Holy Spirit because they are not surrendered to Christ. And until you repent... You quench the Holy Spirit of God. So, uh, 
repentance brings a very great blessing, which is God's direction, the Word of God. Listen, sometimes people are living in sin. They wonder why they don't get anything out of the message when they listen to the message. I realize preachers can have their issues too. But sometimes it's with the listener. Because the listener is not repenting of sin. They're quenching the Holy Spirit of God. Well, why don't I get anything out of God's Word? Well, why, you know, I'm in my quiet time. I don't get anything out of this. And uh, it, well, it could be you're lost. Could be you're lost. If you don't get anything out of God's Word, could be you're lost. But, but it could also be that you're quenching the Holy Spirit. But it, it's amazing the difference when you repent. How God will speak to you. The lines of communication will be open. And uh, you, you make that choice each day as you choose to repent to keep those lines of communication open with the Lord. So receiving those blessings through repentance, what blessings? His erasing, his refreshing, his Christ, his direction, his righteousness. Verse 26, God raised up his servant. That is Jesus, and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. Did you know it's a blessing to be turned from your evil ways? You see, many of us believe the lie of the world. I can remember a a young man when I was uh, I was working at Hardee's in Illinois and. He told me, uh, he told me, Pew, uh, we, you know, there's discussions about dating and so forth. And he said, uh, he said, oh, you're, you're going to wait for marriage. Why would you do that? You're missing out. He said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have all the fun I can. Why would you, why would you rob yourself of that, of that fun that you could have? That's what he told me. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I don't regret that one bit. I, I am glad that Christ has, uh, has worked in my life and, and has, has protected me uh, in that area. And, and I'm grateful uh, that uh, my wife and I are able to have that exclusive relationship. That's a blessing to me. Um, listen, righteousness is a blessing. Sin is a, a ruin to a people, but righteousness is a blessing to any people. And as you live righteously, you'll find out what joy is about. Uh, we were having a discussion today uh, before church, and um, Philip had mentioned to me there's a, a Satan conference in Boston. And they said, well, what are you about? Well, some of us don't even believe Satan exists, but we're about joy and peace. Really? Listen, I'm going to tell you, if you want joy and peace, don't go to the Satanist conference. Go to Jesus. He's the place where you find joy and peace. Uh, And he's the place, one of the ways he gives that joy and peace is through a life of righteousness. Open your mouth and I will fill it, he said one place. How do we open our mouths to receive what God has for us? One way is by choosing to trust him and live a life of righteousness. And what happens when we repent and trust in Jesus is God gives us a new nature that wants to please him. We still have the old nature that wants to sin, but we have a new nature. 
And God gives us the Holy Spirit to help overcome that old nature and live a righteous life. Uh, And as we ask the Holy Spirit to live through us and we trust God by taking those steps of obedience, God will greatly bless us through a life of righteousness. And uh, (laughs) we can't reach that perfectly while we're here because uh, all of us have that sin nature, but one day that sin nature will be completely taken away. Can you imagine living in a society where you never have to worry about anybody stealing something from you or trying to murder you or, uh, you know, gossip behind your back or, I mean, just the list it goes on. Listen, it's going to be a place without sin. I, sometimes I hear, hear people say, well, you know, when, when I was growing up, we didn't have to lock our doors. I think the reason that, that there's a lot more sin and wickedness going on is because we've abandoned Jesus Christ in this country. And the farther we get away from him, the more wicked it's going to be and the more dangerous it's going to, going to be. But listen, there's a day coming when Jesus is going to return. The lion will lay down with the lamb. You say, how's that, preacher? I don't know, but it's going to happen. Uh, the Bible says that children will play with vipers. It won't just be uh, the, 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 is it Steve Irwin who holds, it's a snake, you know. Uh, it, uh, uh, children will be able to play with vipers. They won't be dangerous. They won't ever strike. There'll be peace. They'll, they'll take the swords and they'll beat them into plowshares. Why? There's no need for them anymore. Christ will have brought a perfect peace. I'm going to tell you something, there's no politician in Washington that's going to do that. And there's no leader around the world that's going to do that like Jesus is going to do it. Jesus is going to change human beings so that there'll be no more sin. And what a day that will be. Uh, Receiving blessing through repentance. You want a part of that eternal new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem that is coming? Give your heart to Christ. Repent of your sin and, and, and receive Jesus into your life in simple trust today. And Jesus will change you. He'll come and live within you. And he'll make your life new. Uh, and he'll give you these blessings that we've talked about today. He'll erase that handwriting that was against you. He'll refresh you with his presence. He will direct you. And he will help you in living a righteous life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for giving us blessings that we don't deserve because of the amazing son that you sent to die at Calvary for us. Thank you for his mighty resurrection and ascension to heaven. Thank you for the promise of his return. And Father, uh, I pray for these who are gathered here today and those who are watching online, and I pray, God, that today... Uh, Right now, those that don't know Jesus would say, Lord Jesus, I've sinned against you and I'm guilty. But today I choose to turn from my sin to follow you. And I receive your gift of eternal life and all that you did for me when you died for me on the cross and rose again. I receive it right now in simple trust. You said if I'd trust you, you'd save me. I trust you right now. And Lord, for those 
who are here today that, that know Jesus Christ, I pray that we would repent of the sins that sometimes creep into our lives and the, the priorities that are wrong and the, the things that just, just are not right. Lord, help us repent genuinely through the power of your Holy Spirit so that we can walk in those times of refreshing. Have your way right now.